In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. How are you doing on this July 25th year of our Lord 2022? How are you doing, folks? Uh, You're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it's an honor and a blessing to be here with you every single day. Look, we're going to have a long show today, okay? I hope, that, I hope you don't mind. We're going to have an hour and a half show today, and there's a reason for that. It's because so much stuff happened this weekend, and I'm not even covering everything. I, I, had, to, I had to literally find out which of the news uh, stories that I should cover, uh, which were priority and which were not. And there was a lot that wasn't priority, and there was a lot that was. So I had to kind of mix and match and figure it all out, but we're here. We're live. Thank you so very much. Uh, I am. Your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I want to start off this morning with a little cold open. I didn't want to just go right into this cold open for obvious reasons that you'll be able to tell when we come on when I show it to you. Uh, this is Ben Berkwam and Anthony back on the border, chasing down more illegals. Ladies and gentlemen, we can all do this. I can't do it. I can't. If I was in Texas, I could do this for sure. Uh, But we can all do this. We can all protect our border by helping Border Patrol. Border Patrol spread so thin, so thin that they cannot do the job. Now, you won't have any uh, authority to apprehend. You don't have any authority to physically grab them or do anything like that. But you do have the authority 
to assist the Border Patrol and be like, here they are, here they are, here they are, here they are. Get as, many, get as much stuff as you can on film. That's what Ben and Anthony are doing now. I understand their job is to be covering the border, so while they're down there, they're just doing this. Not many people could just pick up, pack up, and go to the border. I'd get it. But what these guys are doing is nothing short of amazing, and I'd like to highlight that right now again. Ben and Anthony on the border, helping Border Patrol, chasing down these illegals. Check it out. Just got to San Luis. Bunch of dudes just jumped the wall. We're heading over to try to intercept them. Now, a lot of this is dark, but just st be patient. One over here, one in the bush over here. It's important to see what they're going here. through. Which one do we go after? We got one guy hiding here. Yeah, that's one let BP know. You got one here, one here, behind the bush right here, and you got two down here. He's hiding behind the bush right here. I'm gonna go down and try and get the other guys. You got one, you got one of them. All right, we're gonna try to go get the other guys. Here we go, over here, over Got here, him. right there, right there, straight. See that? Yep. Chasing them down, look at them run, scatter. Please rumble, like, and share the video, folks. Important show today. Get him. Now, we saw a little bit of this last week. We're going to go forward a little bit here. I got no BP around here. This guy's definitely a runner. So we caught one of them, at least. Looks like three got away. I was on the tail of another one. Got no extra border patrol, nobody over here to help. Just makes me sick. Makes me sick. And this is, these guys are so short-handed because they're having to deal with all of these scumbags coming in from all over the rest of the world who've got the word. They're entitled, they come in expecting everything handed to them. Had a guy today tell me, who works on the border, tell me that one of them came across and told him carry his bags for him. It's disgusting. This is happening every single night to Border Patrol because of leftist policies. And that's exactly right. This is happening because of lefty policies. And you heard what Ben just said. One of the people came over the border and said, carry my bags for me. Hey, Border Patrol agent, carry my bags for me. Bag protector, not Border Patrol. Bag processor, not border patrol. Carry my bags for me, American. Give me money. Give me a cell phone. Joe Biden and the Democrats told me to come, so here I am. Where is my entitlement? Where is my entitlement? Now, Ben did tell me that a lot of these folks that he's running down and helping border patrol capture, that they are processed. Some of them are released. Some of them are sent back depending on the nature of who they are and why they're there. Look, Ben can only do so much that he can do and you can only do so much that you can do. Obviously, we need a more cohesive 
effort and a more uh, a better strategy. But it all comes down to getting these people out that are on paper legally in charge of allowing them to come in. That's where it's at. Where's my Hummer, says Bad Moon. Amen. Amen. Now, you want to hear something crazy? Is Biden's Secretary of Homeland Security, who will also be impeached and jailed since the precedent is set. We've already talked about that. But Alejandro Mayorkas says the border is absolutely secure. Said that over the weekend. (laughs) Talk about disinformation. The border is fine. There's nothing to worry about, says Senator, or I mean, says uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Says this, as bad as the apprehension numbers are, and they are beyond bad, the scariest part of the border security is the gotaways, right? The amount of drugs. Uh, that's what Judd, uh, Judd told Fox. And Secretary Marcus knows the cartels use, are using the illegal border crossings to facilitate the higher value of contraband coming into the country. We know just in the month of June, there was enough to kill, enough fentanyl to kill 150 million people. Enough fentanyl. That's just fentanyl. What about coke, crack? What about human trafficking? What about uh, sex trafficking? Mayorkas says, no, we're good. The border is secure. That is a lie. And that is jail worthy. Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, I do want to, uh, before I get into reading some emails that we just, uh, that we printed out for, to read today, I do want to let you know, give you an update, if I can, on um, LFA TV. I've got a lot of questions from LFA TV about will it be free? What's it going to be? First of all, I just want to show you this and then we'll get into that, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, LFA TV. Yes, it will be free. It will be right here on this Rumble page. That's it. It's going to be right here on this Rumble page. And instead of watching me just twice a day, you're going to get other shows too to be able to watch outside of my shows. So before and after, every hour, a different show. We've got Antonio Sabato Jr. confirmed. We've got uh, Mike Crispy, Unafraid, confirmed. Benny Harmony, uh, The Bottom Line, confirmed. And we've got some other confirms as well, but that's what LFA TV is going to be, and it's going to be broadcasting right here on Rumble. It's going to be broadcast, uh, broadcasting on Getter. It will be broadcasting on Roku and Firestick. No, there's no way. There's no, you don't have to pay to watch it. You can watch it just like you watch this show. Just like you watch this show. However, each show will probably have a sponsorship read like I do during the show because of the fact that nobody can really facilitate the, uh, the network 100%. By the way, that $50 that just came in during, for Rumble Rants, that's going towards facilitating the network, keeping our producer, keeping our Slurp Fund alive, keeping some bills paid. So yes, we will have one little a sponsorship read for each host, but that's what Live from America TV, LFA TV is going to be all about. I want to get into some emails and then we'll get into the Lord right away, okay? Um, <clears throat> Kathy Duran says, hi, Jeremy. I love your show. Been watching since you were on Facebook. I have you everywhere. Roku, Firestick, iHeartRadio, Rumble, Getter. I try to watch your live so- show. Sometimes I make it. So God bless you. And guess what? Today is my birthday. My real name is Kathy Duran. Well, hold on, Kathy. We have another birthday as well. Uh, that is, uh, it's a belated birthday, by the way, July 22nd. 
Uh, it was uh, Jeff Edwards was his birthday. So Kathy and Jeff, let's do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kathy and Jeff. Happy birthday to you. I know it's a belated birthday, but happy birthday. Eli, can you get me the uh, paper printed off the, or off, I printed on the uh, printer? I need to read that email as well. I'd also like to read an email from Cheryl Smith. It says, please pray for me. In April, they found out that uh, her better half has lung cancer. Uh, we're going through cancer as well in our family and, and, and people uh, passing away. We, we 100% get this. Uh, he was 60, he's 62 years old and now facing a lot of uncertainty about his future. He cannot talk about uh, with and has a feeding tube. Um, I think often of what you said a while back instead of asking why me. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Cheryl. We're, we're going to pray for you, Cheryl. We're going to keep you in our prayers. We're going to keep your better half in our prayers. We know what you're going through. Every one of us is dealing with something similar to that in life right now. Uh, a lot of a lot of sickness, a lot of death. A lot of cancer um, happening right now in people's families. And Cheryl, we love you, and we're very sorry you're going through that. Uh, also, from Kelly uh, Skelton, my name is Kelly, and I currently work for our, uh, one of our wonderful three-letter agencies. Uh, my fiancé had a ceremony and said our vows in front of our ordained minister. However, due to timing and being out of state, um, he's a, U- he's a U- United States Marine Corps veteran. Uh, he suffers from PTSD. We don't have any programs around here that actually help PTSD. He recently started talking to Wounded Warrior Project, and I donate to them. Great job uh, talking to them, guys. The issue is that they, uh, they are based in Florida, and we're in Kentucky. So keep, please keep p- uh, praying for these folks. Um, if anyone can assist with information on how he can help with uh, his PTSD uh, in the uh, state of Kentucky, uh, please send that forward. And, uh, and we'll get that right over to her. One more here, folks, from Don uh, McGuigan. Don McGuigan says, Good morning, Jeremy and LFA family. Knowing the power of prayer, uh, we ask that everyone pray for some dear friends and, and, and a coworker of theirs, Phil and Lori. Lori is undergoing breast cancer surgery this morning. We pray that her surgery is successful and that she has a speedy recovery and a positive prognosis so ladies and gentlemen we got a lot of lfa family members asking for prayers so please keep them in your prayers and let's go to the lord right now and read from this morning's newsletter as we keep these folks in our in our minds and in our hearts the clock is ticking the clock is ticking hello everybody and happy monday i want to thank you all for your kindness compassion and your prayers this weekend my wife and kids took seeing their uncle for the last time very hard, and that made me very, very sad for them. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, give you an update on what's going on with my family, is that he is a believer and he made his peace here on earth and he is ready to go back home to heaven. It is not about how long you have here on this earth. It's about what you do at the time, folks. And we are, so, uh, we are very sorry for the delay in some of your orders that you purchased online And uh, we're also sorry about the the delay for some of the CDs getting to you. Uh, They were shipped classified media, so that did take longer. For some reason, ground was the only uh, way that the post office ships them. So we do apologize, and we ask for your patience to getting these orders out. Verse of the day today comes from Psalm 39.4, which says, O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days, 
Let me know how fleeting I am. Again, the clock is ticking. Remember being 10 years old, dreaming about becoming a teenager? It seemed like it took forever. And then you turned 13. And you had big dreams, goals, and ambitions. Life was big and the world was bigger. And you could not wait to turn 16 so you could get your driver's license and more freedom. Well, that came and whooshed right by you. And as we get older, time seems to speed up as if it's in a rush to get somewhere. And then all of a sudden, you look back and realize that time has passed you by. And you wonder where all the years have gone. Everybody reading this email or hearing what I'm saying today knows exactly what I'm talking about. And there is an antidote for all of this loss, ladies and gentlemen. There is an antidote. And we can turn that whoosh of time into warmth. And we can turn the loss into love. And this is something that we have to put into action right now. There is a book and a man and a holy God that you should turn to today and never turn away from ever again. We all have an expiration date and we do not know when that is. So having said that, when are you going to turn to Christ? When are you going to turn your life over to Christ knowing about your expiration date? There is so much urgency in life and we let it take hold of us every day. So why not have urgency to seek God and use your time wisely here? That is the good news. And that is how we ought to live our lives. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Again, Psalm 39.4. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats and let's think of those family members asking for prayers. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, if you're just joining in, we have an hour and a half show today. We have a lot to go through. We have 3,800 people watching on Rumble. Let's share and get that out there. We've got about, oh, I don't know, 1,200 people watching over on Getter. Let's share and get that out there. Lift up your cups, everybody, as we have our first slurp of the day. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you for the, for the prayers for Sabrina. I appreciate that. All right, folks, we got a very special guest with us today, so we got to get through this first segment. I just asked him at last notice, just because of this opening uh, first and foremost story, he's going to come on, and let's get to it, folks. So this happened in Michigan as News Channel 3 posted the primary election results for the Republican Party. And guess what? Republican establishment-backed Tudor Dixon won the GOP primary in Michigan to go on and face Gretchen Whitless, Gretchen Whitmer, for the gubernatorial race in Michigan come this November. But there's only one problem with that, folks, is that GOP primary race that I'm talking about in Michigan that was already called by News Channel 3 for Tudor Dixon 
has not happened yet. That's right. Let me rephrase what I just said. News Channel 3 in Michigan called the race for the Republican GOP primary race for Tudor Dixon, who used to work for Real America's Voice News and was a great co-host with Steve Gruber. Although, when the, uh, when the establishment rhinos were told that they could not be on the ballot based on, uh, based on the poor numbers of signatures that they got prior to them campaigning, the establishment went right to Tudor Dixon instead of Garrett Saldano, instead of Ryan Kelly. They went right to Tudor Dixon. So you have to ask yourself why. Why did, the, why did the GOP go right to Tudor Dixon? But what you really have to ask yourself is how in the HD double hockey sticks was Michigan News Channel 3 able to publish the results of the Republican primary election that Tudor Dixon apparently won when it hasn't even happened yet? Oh, and by the way, Trump hater Peter Maher won his race too, but it hasn't happened yet. It doesn't happen until August 2nd, which is next week. Oops. Oops. This is the same thing that happened in Georgia. The same exact thing that happened in Georgia. Let's pull up this so I can show you guys real quick what I'm talking about. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. Switch it over. There it is. Tudor Dixon, folks. 445,000 votes, 47% of the vote. Ryan Kelly, Kevin Rink, Ralph Rebrandt, Rebrandt, and then Garrett Saldano all the way at the bottom. But it hasn't happened yet. Unbelievable, folks. Same thing happened in Georgia. Now, after they posted it, somebody actually posted this question. Great question. How is it you have election results when we haven't voted in the primaries yet? Here's their answer. An affiliate is testing our election system. Here's the next question. Who is the affiliate? No answer. How in the heck had that how in the heck has that happened, folks? Literally, share the video if you uh, want to get this out there to your fellow Michiganders. How did this happen? How did it happen? And, and not only that, folks, let me read for you the results, okay? You already have Tudor Dixon winning with 445,000 votes and Garrett Saldano coming in with only 70,000 votes. Ryan Kelly, who's being investigated by, the, by January 6th, 218,000 votes. But yet Tudor Dixon, who has not campaigned for crap, I'm not saying I don't like her. All I'm saying is the Republican establishment jumped all over her like flies on manure. So you got to ask yourself why she hasn't campaigned nearly as hard, nearly as hard as somebody like Garrett Saldano or even Ryan Kelly. Oops. John uh, Molinier has 55% of the vote over Thomas Norton and Peter Maher, like I said, who's a Trump hater, got 75% of the vote with 38,000. Oops. Tim Wahlberg. Also won with 55% of the vote. Oops. If this doesn't tell you that our elections are rigged, then I don't know what does. Why do you think that Fox News was able to call Arizona with 1% of the vote in? Why do you think Georgia was able to call all of their races with like no percentage of the votes in? Because they've already got it figured out. But this is God's way of saying, hey, here you go. These morons are doing moronic things. Jump all over it. Be proactive. Don't be reactive. Get them. Get them. Oops. What happened there, Michigan? What happened? I bet News Channel 3 feels real stupid right now, don't they? 
Here's what happened, folks. These are the numbers that you're probably going to see on that day. So we're going to save this image that News Channel 3 put out, and we're going to match it up to that day. And we're going to find out how close it absolutely was. But here's the problem, folks, is that somebody, some moron out there who thought that the Republican primary already happened accidentally posted it. That is my opinion. That is my opinion. Nobody won because nobody's voted because it hasn't happened yet. And that is the first and foremost section of the day. We've got Garrett Saldano coming on in a few minutes to talk about what is going on. As a matter of fact, let me, uh, give me a second here. I have to, uh, I have to send him his invite to come in, but we need to find out what in the heck is going on there. And Garrett Saldano will be able to put, to put some light on this. Again, I'm not saying that he should definitely win and because he's campaigned the hardest, although he is the person that I've endorsed there. My problem with all of this is how do you give somebody a fair shake? How do you give somebody a fair shake when this kind of crap is happening? I want to make sure I've got the right... Uh... Hold on. Give me a second here, folks. I'm going to text him and make sure that we're coming on properly. All right, there we go. Sending him his link now. <clears throat> Give me a second here, folks. I should have done this before the show. That's what a good host would do, but I didn't do that. <clears throat> All right. That should be good. So we've got Garrett coming on to talk about this, and we're going to get to the bottom of this because it isn't fair. It isn't fair at all. And I did reach out to Ryan Kelly as well. Let's see if he responds as well. Anyway, before we move on, before we bring, uh, before we bring Garrett on to talk exactly about what's happening, we need to go rhino hunting for a minute, folks, because we got a lot of rhino stuff going on there. So we might as well go rhino hunting. Where's that segment? Let's bring our favorite rhino hunting segment up. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go rhino hunting right now. And there's no bigger and better rhino to go hunting for than the yellow Teletubby herself, Miss Piggy, Miss Cheney. I'm sorry, Liz Cheney, because Liz Cheney is actually toying with, ready, ready for this, a 2024 presidential run. That's right, folks. 2024 presidential run. Is this woman completely unhinged? Is she completely out of touch with America? I seem to think that's possible. In case you needed any more evidence on how deeply unhinged American politicians are from reality, you need to look no further than the neocon swamp donkey, yellow Teletubby herself, Liz Cheney, who actually is teasing a presidential run in 2024. Following this week's latest installments of ridiculous January 6th show trials, Cheney appeared on none other than CNN's State of the Union, her favorite place, on Saturday to recap the Hack Committee's latest bombshell revelations. Spoiler alert, there are none, just so you need, in case you needed to know. In the appearance, Jake Tapper, the biggest loser on earth, asked the deeply unpopular Wyoming congresswoman about her upcoming midterm re-election bid, even though she's trailing by double digits and her future political plans. And despite facing cratering poll numbers in her own home state and being despised by conservatives across the board, Cheney feels confident about the upcoming elections, saying so much, so much 
that she uh, that the Republican Party desires real Republican conservative candidates, and she's not ruling out a presidential run in 2024. Then she goes on Fox News with another loser named Brett Baer, <laughs> goes on Fox News with Brett Baer and straight out lies on TV, on Fox News, in front of Brett Baer, who's another loser, by the way, in front of the world, straight out lies once again about the January 6th committee and these sham hearings and what happened with President Trump regarding the National Guard. Check this out. Several witnesses uh, who say they met with President Trump on January 4th, and he offered some 20,000 National Guardsmen uh, to protect the Capitol building on January 6th, but the offer was rejected. Is that true? Do you know that to be true? Well, his own acting Secretary of Defense says that's not true. Chris Miller has testified publicly that Donald Trump never issued any order to deploy the Guard to protect the Capitol. Uh, and, and so I would point people to his own Secretary of Defense's public testimony. So the four of you that I've had an opportunity to interview now confirm that on January 4th in the Oval Office that you heard Donald Trump authorize up to 20,000 troops, Cash Patel, uh, two days before January 6th even happened. Tell us about that meeting. Yeah, it's not one of those, thanks again, Sean, like Chris said, for having us, especially on D-Day, to talk about this serious matter. It's not one of those meetings you forget. The Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, the Chief of Staff to the President of the United States of America, Mark Meadows, and the President of the United States himself in the Oval Office talking about some of the most serious national security threats we were facing. And then we pivoted to setting up for January 6th, and Mr. Trump unequivocally authorized up to 20,000 National Guards men and women for us to utilize should the second part of the law, the request, come in. But those requests never did, as you highlighted. Look, let, me, let me be very clear. Both of you said this under oath under the threat of a penalty of perjury to the committee? Oh, absolutely, Sean. And to be clear, Cash brought it up best. The meeting was uh, one. Of, it was one of the serious kind of heavy meetings I've been in, and it was about a foreign threat that was directed towards the United States, which obviously we can't talk to for about for fear of you know ended up in jail. And uh, so I want to. I, I kind of want to like be clear. The president, as we're leaving. It says, hey, one more thing. And we all sat back down and we discussed what was going on in January 6th. I don't want to because I think that's important to bring up so that uh, the opposition doesn't get this idea that this was the purpose of the meeting. The president was doing exactly what I expect the commander in chief to do, any commander in chief to do. He was looking at the broad threats against the United States. And, and he not brought only this that, up folks, as, not only that, not only do you have people swearing on uh, Sworn testimony, sworn testimony that he asked for those uh, tens of thousands of National Guard troops. But ladies and gentlemen, there's Pentagon memos of it. We talked about it last week before we ended the uh, week. There is Pentagon memos that prove it now. So she just straight went on Fox News and lied to the Fox News audience. And that is why Fox and their audience and the people that follow them blindly are completely, they're just as clueless as the morons who watch CNN and MSNBC. They think that Liz Cheney could possibly, could possibly be telling the truth there. Folks, we need to get these rhinos out of our system. We need to get them out of there right now, state by state. And this is why this show and, and these networks that, that, we, that like RSBN and RAV are so darned important because we're given real truth. We're even, 
big, huge corporations like Fox News are lying. I want to bring on my good friend right now and somebody I've endorsed for Michigan uh, governor, and that is uh, Garrett Saldano, who is literally, and I can prove this, the hardest working man for that seat in Michigan. Garrett, how you doing, my friend? Thank you for coming on again. You're muted, buddy. You're muted. Oh, okay. There you go. I got you. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great, man. We're hammering down over here, and you're exactly right about these networks and this garbage, hot garbage, as I say, narrative that they push out. It's just unbelievable, and you are 100% spot on. We have to drain this horrible, ugly, deep swamp of these rhinos, and we're we have it deep here in the state of Michigan right now. Well, I want to just i i <laughs> I want to show the audience this here. Um, I'm going to count all the rallies and all the stops and all the events that you've done in the past three days. Okay, because you send them to me, every one of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. I count eight that I know just this last weekend that you were like oh, since last week over the weekend that you've been hammering down. Do you know who I never see? And again, this is not a this is not a uh, this is not an arrow towards Tudor. OK, because yeah. I've met her. I've been at an event with her in Michigan. But it's weird to me that the establishment picked up on her when the other two were uh, kicked off the ballot. They picked right up on her. And yet I have not seen her or Ryan, or any of them working as tirelessly as you. So let me know, how do you feel when Michigan Channel News 3 puts out the Republican primaries results and you were dead last? 7% I'm supposedly going to get yeah. on, on Tuesday and next week. Yeah. Which, again, after the shellacking that I gave Mrs. Dixon on the debate stage last week, calling out her establishment backing and uh, the DeVos Empire backing her and all these endorsements that the DeVos Empire has basically given to all these organizations. So she's bought and paid for. And I called that out. Um, and I'm not going to hold back, Jeremy. You know this. Like, I know. hey, I, I, I'm bought and paid for by the people. And that's who I work for. And so I'm going to do everything that I can to call out the shenanigans as I see it. And that's my job is to not only restore faith in government, to let people know there are great people running for all levels of office now that are going to be here to represent you finally. So we have to get behind these candidates and we have to drain the swamp. And again, that's why the establishment is very afraid. Um, That's why I feel that they had a role in releasing this Channel 3 election garbage to put doubt but you can't discount the crowds that we're drawing across the state. And if you look at the other candidates, they never show pictures of the crowds because never. there isn't any. No, we I noticed that. Every time you go somewhere, you're like, you send me the raw footage. I see it. I see it yep. with my own eyes. I don't have to be in Michigan to see that you are out there killing it. And again, and I like Ryan, and I don't really know Tudor that well. I, I, like I said, I've met her a couple times. But I look at what the establishment does, right? And when the establishment goes behind her like like. I mean, as soon as their guys got dropped off the ballot, they were on her so fast. They didn't even give you the time of day when you're out there drawing crowds. You would think that that's the person that they would want to be out there you know, backing. If Ryan was draw- drawing his biggest crowds with you, I'd be saying, hey, you got to back this guy. He's clearly in touch with the people. If Tudor was drawing bigger crowds, I'd say she's clearly in touch with the people. This has nothing to do with my personal relationship with liking you or not liking you. My, this all comes from me seeing the reality of the fact that these people don't have their hand on the pulse of the nation or even on their own state. 
and I see you do. So I, if 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 the uh, if the primary happens next week and you come out seven percent, just like that said, is there a lawsuit? I mean, I don't understand how they how they can do this. Well, I tell you what, that's another thing that we're bringing to the table that not another campaign has what we have right now is the unbelievable people behind the scenes, our grassroots army. Grassroots, yeah, killing it. They have been just nonstop. Some of these folks have been fighting with me in the trenches for the last two years. They are unbelievable. They are the true heroes behind the scenes. I mean, they have already made phone calls to over 400,000 likely primary Republican voters. They have already door knocked over 50,000 doors, and that's in the last eight weeks. So we're on track to have 500,000 voter contacts, likely Republican voter contacts, by next week. And so that's what we're bringing to the table. And that's why, you know, God bless every single one who wants to throw their hat in this evil game called politics. Oh, oh, I know. It's they, bad. They have my respect. But bottom line... Who can go up against Governor Whitmer? Who can hold her accountable? Who has the chops to hold her accountable? And who has the ability to fundraise? And that's why we, as a movement, have been able to do all of those things in tenfold. And so we're, we're in this thing to win it. And we're going to be the shock heard around the world on August 3rd when people wake up and understanding and knowing that a person who was backed solely by the people won in a battleground state in Michigan. But this is the ripple effect that we're going to create, Jeremy. We are going to awaken even more folks. In other states to say, you know what, if he can do it, so can I. And that's how we're going to take back lost ground to get this country back in 2024 when President Trump announces that he's running. Speaking of President Trump, why do you feel, and you might know, you might know why and you, may not, you may, may not be able to say why, I don't know. I'm just curious as a person. Why do you feel President Trump hasn't thrown his name in the, in the, in the, uh, in the ringer here in Michigan? Like, Michigan is a big state. You know what I mean? He's he's calling out Robin Voss in Wisconsin. He's calling, you know, he's putting his support behind Mastriano in Pennsylvania. He obviously put his support behind the wrong person in Georgia, but did put his support behind the people in Arizona. These are swing battleground states. Why do you feel he stay, he's not said anything about Michigan? I'm curious. I think there's a lot of different people from a variety of different campaigns that are in President Trump's ear, and he's trying to just make the best decision with the information that he has. Again, I haven't had the opportunity to meet him yet. I hope one day that I do so I can plead my case on why I deserve his endorsement. Um, but we're going to wait and see. A lot can happen in the next eight days. There's no question about it. But again, you can't take away what we've been able to do over the past two years and three months as a movement. And um, with the amount of, of activity that we've had, the the inspiring change that we have been been doing in the state of Michigan with the petitions, with recruiting licensed election inspectors, um, poll workers and clerks, and we've just been nonstop active. And again, that's why I'm not a politician. I'm not here to give you lip service about when I get in the office, we're going to do this. We have already been taking action over the past two years, and we've been very successful. And I'm just going to bring that mentality to the state of Michigan as we lead. But the establishment, they're scared. The DeVos Empire, you know, they have already, if you look at the public uh, donations, they have backed seven out of the nine opponents of the Trump-backed candidates. So there's a power play involved right now in the state of Michigan. We have our party that's fractured, and we have the old guard, and we have we the people, and we're going to see what the people want, which I feel is an easy choice. Do we want the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, or do we want new blood, new life, 
new activity in the state of Michigan, and I'm hoping they choose correctly on August 2nd. Well, there's an old saying, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're always going to get what you've been getting, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty much that simple. Politics doesn't have to be hard. How, all you have to do is ask, your, ask the, local, you know, the locals, how are things going? Have you been okay? Do you like the way life is going? No, we actually haven't had, liked it in like 10 years. What's the common denominator? Democrats. There you go. Question answered. It's not that difficult. That's what I say to people. You know what I mean? I do want to take a couple questions from the audience because you have a lot of supporters yep. uh, on Rumble here and on my Getter page. So if anybody's watching uh, and if you want to ask Garrett something, um, then please ask. Um, here's a question for you. And this, here's, a, here's a hard question for you. And I don't even know what this person's talking about. But you want to you you ask questions. Well, here we go. Someone said, ask him why he caved for COVID mandates at Mackinac Conference. What do people mean by that? That was misinformation brought to us by another campaign. Uh, what happened was the Detroit Chamber or Chamber of Commerce was holding a convention on Mackinac Island. And simultaneously, our gubernatorial debate was also on the island. And so this person read the, the webpage of the chamber and assumed that for us to go onto the island debate, that we would have to show a vaccine passport or get tested for the PCR test. Um, which turned out to be not true. Um, none of us that went to the debate got tested, had to show the vaccine passport. Matt DePerna was there. Christina Caroma was there. And so they just put out all this misinformation that we caved into this and we did not. My goodness gracious, um, I have been very, very vocal on mandates and all this other garbage. And uh, no way would I ever cave into that. And, and see, this is, why I like re this is why I like having you on the show, because a lot of people will dance around questions like that, and, 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 and you should hit them head on. You know what I mean? So there's that, folks. Um, people said, uh, people actually, people are saying if they had candidates like you, uh, they, would, uh, they would be very blessed if they had candidates like you in their state. What can he do to prevent cheating? I know we've talked about this before, but this, uh, some people did not see your previous um, your previous interviews here. What are you going to do to prevent cheating if you become uh, the governor there uh, moving forward? How are you going to make it so that Michiganders uh, have uh, confidence in their elections after you're gone even? How can you do well, that? Absolutely. No, we're, we're going to secure. The first thing that we need to do, folks, is we need to secure 2022. And that's why I've been very vocal in recruiting thousands of licensed election inspectors, kind of like what Virginia did. We stole a, a page out of their playbook. Yep. And so we've been very active recruiting licensed election inspectors, folks to get involved um, with, with poll watching, with clerks, um, with watching these ballot drop off locations. You know, you're, the, the phone is mightier than the sword. So we have all these folks that are going to be involved in 2022 to make sure that we have a secure election. But after that, my job is really simple. I'm going to bring common sense that our elections will be integrous from here on out. Governmental photo ID, getting rid of ballot harvesting, getting rid of the mass uh, mailings of absentee ballot applications, all these things that is, I feel, is a bipartisan issue. You know, let's make it simple. I mean, this is the greatest thing being on this journey is meeting great people. I just want to share two quick stories. Is number one, I had somebody who was a legal immigrant from Mexico and he still had his voter ID. Now listen to this, Jeremy. And he said, Every single citizen, whether you're in rural Mexico or Mexico City, had a voter ID. And it looked like a driver's license, had a picture, had a thumbprint, had their information, right? But at the bottom, there would be the years of the election. They would go vote. There would be a Rolodex. The person that was in charge of the voting station would compare the IDs, look at the person who's voting, and then hole punch the bottom of the voter ID for the year of the election. That's it. And then that person would go vote. So we're saying a third world country can do that. And we can't here in America. 
like I'm all about keeping it very, very simple, right? We don't need all these machines involved. We don't need all this. Let's get back to the basics. But again, just bringing common sense to the equation. And the last story I want to let your listeners know, I had somebody who, again, was a legal immigrant from Venezuela grab me last week. And you could see the fear in his eyes and the passion in his eyes. And he said, you must win. I went through what happened to Venezuela, and it's happening right here. We are a stone throw away from turning into a communist state. And so that you want to talk to people who are passionate. You talk to these legal immigrants who've come over here who escaped communism, who escaped socialism, and they've witnessed what happened in their country, and they're seeing it happen right here, and they're scared again. So we have to be engaged. Did you... uh... Do you have a, a relationship with Christina Caramo? Because we know, as 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 I know, she's the only Trump. Well, no, there's a couple others that Trump had talked about, but she's Trump endorsed. She was on the show last week. If you're governor yep. and she wins, she'll be secretary of state. You guys going to go after the drop boxes, get them out of there? You know it. Hey, I'm saying vote the O's. Caromo, DePerno, Soldano. It's as easy as that in the state of Michigan. Caromo, DePerno, Soldano. Vote the O's. Vote the O's. There you, you go. You do that, folks, and I'm telling you right now, we're going to be proud of Michigan again when us three get in there and we get rid of the terrible three. The things that we're going to do in the state of Michigan is exciting. Me and Matt DiPerno are already talking about opening up an investigation with the COVID and elderly and having Governor Whitmer and her people put in COVID-infected elderly in the nursing homes. That investigation is going to happen. We're going to bring law and order back. That's what's exciting. You are finally you gonna, got order. Garrett, people. are you going to investigate the 2020 election? And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that this never happens again. If there's still evidence, because I heard that they're going to be destroying these ballots in September before we get in. But if there were shenanigans done, we need to have an investigation because every American should know and believe that their vote counts. Okay. All right, brother. Hey, thank you for coming on. Um, hold on. One more question. I'm going to end it with, with this one. Why should This is a, somebody who's uh, requ- uh, inquiring about Ryan Kelly. Why should we vote for you? Over Ryan Kelly. And I know this is a hard question for some people to answer because you two both good guys want the same thing. Somebody asked, yeah. why should they vote for you over Ryan Kelly? And we'll end with this. Yeah, Ryan's a great guy. I mean, most of the guys and girls are guys, except for the establishment back candidate, we all believe the same thing. You know, the people are behind all of us on stage except for one. But the bottom line is to go up against Governor Whitmer, you have to have the chops. And that's one thing I have really distinguished myself from the other candidates is my ability to debate. Because you have to hold Governor Whitmer accountable on stage. You're not going to be able to go up there and tell who can fix the damn roads better with policy. It has to be accountability time. And I've been holding her accountable ever since the beginning. You also have to fundraise, folks. Governor Whitmer is going to have a $100 million war chest. Yeah. And we have already fundraised over $2.1 million. 96% of that comes from within the state of Michigan. And 96% of that is under the amount of $200. That shows you that we have the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, I think, has only fundraised $300,000 over the past year and six months since he's been announced. You know, that's just not enough to go up. And we already know the establishment is not going to get behind any of us except their establishment back candidate. So you have to have the ability to fight Governor Whitmer's narrative. And unfortunately, with Ryan, with the garbage that's going on with the FBI, it's hot garbage. Yeah. What they did and re- arresting him in front of his family should have never happened. Yeah. But again, this guy is going to be fighting for his freedom here in September. And unfortunately, Governor Whitmer is the Goliath, and we need 100% focus Mm. and attention on beating her, and Mm. we shouldn't be distracted. And so that's why I've already talked to Ryan Kelly, and after the primary, I'm going to help him raise some money for his legal funds because what happened to him and his family is absolute 100% garbage. So I would be going alive to help him fundraise. You know what? That's, That's a good man of you. That's a humble and a good thing to do, especially somebody who's going against you 
for yep. something that you've put so much time, effort, and money into. And that's a great answer. And a lot of people do need to realize that, folks. It's not all about who you are, your popularity contest, or uh, how much you know, or what your uh, what your experience is. A lot of it has to do with can you out fundraise. Uh, yep. of the other candidates because you know they're going to put millions, millions behind Gretchen Whitmer. There's a lot. You have to have all pieces of the puzzle, and I think that's a great answer. And and kudos to you for helping Ryan. And Jeremy, $13 million has already been bought for the day after our primary from the Democratic Party in the state of Michigan. And there's another pack that just guaranteed $23 million in media after our primary. That's what we're up against. Wow. So already coming out of the gate, we're like $40 million behind. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey, thank you for coming on. You keep uh, sending me your updates. I'll keep telling people about them. And uh, and good luck to you, sir. We're going to bring you on after your primary, regardless of what happens, and we're going to go from there. But we uh, we think God's got you, all right? I love it. Let go let God, brother. Appreciate hey, you. God bless. Thank you. God bless. See you later. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen. And as you've seen, I had his, uh, I had his uh, contact stuff at the bottom in case you want to help him out in these last few days or going forward because he's going to have a major fight on his hands. And what a stand-up thing that was for him to say, huh? What a stand-up thing that was for him to say that he was going to help Ryan in his, uh, in his legal battles, uh, regardless of what happens. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. Big shout-out to Garrett Saldano. Ladies and gentlemen, my... State Representative landing page is there now, Harold for Freedom. Harold, the number four, freedom.com. There it is, folks, serving the people of District 6, Claremont, and Croydon, New Hampshire. There it is, folks. There it is. And uh, just go to heraldforfreedom.com. It isn't really all, you know, it isn't really all... Uh, <laughs> all done yet but it is there and we will fu- we will fill it with events and stuff as we uh as we get moving forward and pictures latest events things like that but there it is folks Harold for freedom spread the word and let people know to vote jeremy Harrell here in the great state of new hampshire all right moving on folks um we're gonna call rhino robin voss since we're on the rhino kick I need your fingers ready. Who's out there with fingers? I said we were going to call Robin Voss every day. So here we go. Phone number 608-266-9171. Again, uh, 608-266-9171. Here's your homework, folks. I told you we were going to do it. So let's do it. Yes, hi, Jenny. This is Jeremy Harrell from Live from America, Real America's Voice News. I was wondering if the, we could get a, a moment of Speaker Robin Voss's time. Uh, he is not here at the moment. If you want to leave me a message, I can, I can pass it on. Yeah, I'd love to schedule him to have him come on the show to talk about uh, the upcoming primaries and all the, all the things that he's working on and, and all the uh, arrows that he's uh, fighting off. Uh, so if I could just leave you a message... Uh, to um, and maybe a, a contact email for, to, for him to get a hold of. That'd be great. Yeah, your phone cut out at the very beginning. Could you re- repeat your name, please? Yeah, it's Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, Harrell, H-E-R-R-E-L-L. And you, he can visit jeremyharrell.com. And you said live from America. 
America. Live from America. And we're also with Real America's Voice News. Okay. And I'd love to schedule him on for an interview if possible. You're on, like, what kind of, you're on the radio, TV? Oh, it's national TV, radio, okay. podcast, all of it. Okay. And your phone number, Jeremy? Um, I'm not going to give that out on air because we are on air, but I will give you my email. It's jeremy at jeremyherald.com. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. So, folks, I went the route of actually trying to get Robin Voss. That's Robin Voss in Wisconsin. I actually took the route of actually trying to get him on the show rather than calling with a, with a big complaint that he's not going to get probably anyway. But that's not what I want you to do. What I want all of you to do is to call him and let him know how badly he needs to call for a decertification of the 2020 election and let Americans vote again. He has the power to do that in Wisconsin. He said he would do it. If there was overwhelming evidence that there was fraud, the state Supreme Court said there was with the drop boxes, and he is still, still refusing to decertify the Wisconsin election. So it's up to you. Okay, I there was no sense in me calling and giving her an earful. It'd be better for me to try to get him on. It's better for you to call and give her an earful. And we're going to do it every day until he comes on. Until he comes on the show, we're going to do it every day this week. Okay. All right. Last week, I forgot to name all of the people that attended the uh, Joey Applesauce super spreader event upon Air Force One and all of the days and all the people that he visited while he had COVID-19. We were going to talk about this last week, and we didn't. I don't know why I forgot, and I apologize. But let's get to that now, because I want to read for you the list of people that darn sure better not be making any TV appearances, better not be doing any work, better not be in their offices, better not be doing any interviews. They should be home nurturing their flu, right? I mean, those are CDC guidelines, right? So here's a list of people that you might want to be out on the look for, or out on the look to see if they're doing anything because they should be quarantining according to the CDC because of Joe Biden's super spreader event where he had all of these losers there. Here among the people who flew with Joe Biden on Air Force One during the amount or during the time that he had COVID-19 and he should have infected each and every one of them. Okay, here we go. Senator Ed Markey from Massachusetts. Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts, Pocahontas. Representative Jake Auchincloss from Massachusetts. Representative Bill Keating from Massachusetts, District 9. Bruce Reed, assistant to the president and deputy chief of staff. Annie Toma, Tomasani, excuse me, Tomasani, assistant to the president and Oval Office operations. Mean Jean Kareen Pierre, the press secretary. Gina McCarthy, the assistant to the president and the national climate advisor. Vinay Reddy, the deputy assistant to the president and director of his speech writing. Hopefully he doesn't write true international pressure. Um, Stefan Gopfert. What a weird last name. Gopfart? Gopfert? We'll call him Gopfart. We'll call him Stephen Gopfart. How about that? Special assistant to the president and personal aide. To the president, so you know when he falls off his bike, Stephen Gofart is there, not farting around, helping him. And Curtis Reed, special assistant to the president and senior director for multilateral affairs. Now, these people are constantly speaking 
on behalf of the president everywhere. And there's maskless Joe, right? I'm going to be okay today, folks. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to beat this. Oh, spread, (coughs) spread, (coughs) super spread. (coughs) So Pocahontas, I don't want to see you out there doing any rain dances during this heat wave on camera because you are a super spreader, right? Remember that name? Remember that term they used for us, super spreader? Now check this out. A Yale medical school professor with a very high IQ, but a very low level of common sense and a grip on reality, says that Joe Biden, working while he is sick with COVID, are you ready for this? Not that I don't enjoy them eating their own, but what a stupid statement to make. Yale Medical School professor says that Joe Biden, working with COVID, epitomizes white supremacy. <laughs> epitomizes white supremacy. Here she is. Uh, Dr. Kim Sue, MD and PhD. You know, by the way, I'm going to go off on a little rant here, if you don't mind. Do you know what really gets my goat? What really chaps my you-know-what? What really ticks me off and gets the fire burning in my belly is when you talk to somebody or you see somebody getting interviewed and somebody says, let's say this person's name is Sue, Kim Sue, right? Uh, Miss Sue, uh, that's doctor, excuse me, Dr. Sue. Oh, really? Yeah, that's doctor. You notice how they all do that? Now, I get it. They go to medical school for a long time, right? They work really hard to get that title of doctor. But if you ever cut me off when I'm talking to you and I say, Kim, uh, let's talk or Miss Sue, let's talk. And they go, oh, excuse me, doctor. And I go, what? I'm a doctor. That's the end of the conversation right there. If you ever cut me off to say, excuse me, it's doctor. Oh, you want to see somebody really go from zero to 100 real quick? That'd be me. I hate that with a passion. Excuse me, it's doctor. Doctor of what? Doo-doo? Get out of my face. Excuse me, it's doctor. I don't give a crap what it is. I don't call somebody manager because they made manager. I don't call somebody CEO because they're a CEO. I don't call somebody chairman because they're a chairman. I don't even call a judge a judge. I darn sure don't even want to rise up in court when a judge enters a room. Why? You're not a king. Why do we have these stupid traditions? You know what I'm saying? These stupid traditions all rise for who? Jesus? Why am I rising for a judge? Who the hell is this guy? Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about this. Uh, Dr. Kimberly Sue said that Joe Biden working with COVID epitomizes white supremacy, whatever that means. I don't know. POTUS working while having COVID infection epitomizes white supremacy. Urgency in the workplace. So let me get this straight. If you're white, you can work through COVID. And if you're black, you cannot. If you're white, you have the white blood cells. Oh, that's right, because we have white blood cells. That must be it. That's racist. Where are the black blood cells? We have white blood cells that fight off the infection better than black or brown people. Is that what she's saying? I don't know. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Sets an example. She goes, sets a bad example for everyone that he cannot rest. COVID infection is serious. And if I say this, it's even more serious. And if I tell you how bad it is, it must be real bad. 
COVID infection is serious. Symptoms, deliberating for many, and people should take time off without working through it, said Dr. Lee Kim- Dr. Kimberly Sue in a now-deleted tweet. <laughs> in a now-deleted tweet. Brit Hume says, this is what happens to the brains of people who view the world and all that is in it through a prism of race. White House Press Secretary Mean Jean Kareen on Friday absurdly claimed that Joe Biden is still putting in eight hours a day. The guy didn't put in eight hours a day when he didn't have the flu. What are you talking about? The guy has not seen an eight-hour work day since he was a youngin. He never puts eight hours in. The guy calls a lid at noon. What are you talking about? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, because of the fact that this moron said that it's, I don't know, apparently white supremacy to work while you have the flu, let's go ahead. She deserves it. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I'd like to give a big shout out to the Salty Cracker crew that comes in and watches the show every now and then. Big shout out to the Salty Cracker. I myself am a saltine American, so uh, we identify, if you know what I'm saying, with them white blood cells that are apparently better than every other race's blood cells. Apparently. I don't know. That's what a doctor says anyway. It's doctor. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) What an idiot. Anyway, moving quite along because we got a lot to get through and I only got about another half an hour. Food supply problems are going to get worse, folks. The food shortages are going to get worse. Food supply problems are going to get worse. That's why I've been pleading with everybody to do whatever you can to start buying local a lot more. Go to your farm stand. Drive an extra 10 minutes to your local farm stand instead of your pharmacy. Get your fruits, get your vegetables, get your meat if you can locally. I wouldn't just tell you to do this. We're not doing this. We're doing this as well. We're only getting from the supermarket things that we absolutely need. As a matter of fact, we went yesterday and picked up a bunch of eggs on our way home. We got to do this, folks, because it's going to get worse. What am I talking about? Well, here we go. Ireland has now joined Canada and the Netherlands and is targeting farmers with more carbon emissions cuts, further endangering the global food shortages. This is all on purpose by Klaus Schwab, the globalists, all of them. And don't sit here and go, well, Jeremy's saying it, so it must be true. And don't sit here and go, well, that's just a bunch of crap. These guys aren't purposely putting farmers out of business so they can take their land and do what they want to do with it. All you got to do is listen to Klaus Schwab himself. Listen to Bill Gates himself. Listen to the the WEF, the, the World Economic Forum, for yourself. And they tell you they're doing this. They tell you they're doing this. And now Ireland, the leaders there, have joined the Netherlands and Canada in cracking down on farmers with grueling carbon emission cuts to get a handle on Climate change. Now, remember, Joe Biden is actually going to call an executive order. He's going, to, he's going to put out an executive order this week or next week declaring climate change a national emergency. I'm not kidding you. He is going to do that. And farmers in the Netherlands have already been protesting for weeks after the government instituted a, a new plan to bankrupt them, bankrupt and uh, disrupt the food supplies and steal their land, which is exactly what's going on. You think these people are protesting for absolutely nothing? And it's coming here. Why do you think Bill Gates has more farmland than anybody on the planet? It's coming here. So stop buying your stuff from the food market, the the supermarket, and start supplying the money to these farmers directly, and maybe they won't have to sell out. 
Farmer, and, and the reason why they're doing this, folks, the reason why he's going to claim a national emergency and do that with executive orders is so they can implement the same kind of restrictions here on carbon as they're doing around the world so they can steal your farmland. It's happening right now. Get a grip on it. Stand up and fight these people back. This is just as bad as any other attack on the American people. This is our food supply for crying out loud. Our food supply. Right now, around 40,000 Dutch farmers are uh, farmer paralyzed traffic in the, in the Netherlands and blocked around 20 food distribution centers over the weekend with trucks and tractors spraying manure all over these people. Amen. Stand up. And now Ireland's green agenda-loving government is set to impose the same emissions cuts of around 28% on farmers. Meanwhile, we are dumping billions of dollars into China and giving them billions of dollars. They run Joe Biden and they run Hunter Biden. We're giving them billions of dollars and they don't cut their emissions. They're the worst. They're the worst on the planet. They are the absolute worst when it comes to emissions on the planet. And yet we are giving them billions of dollars. So ladies and gentlemen, as I've said time and time and time again, create your independence from your government. Create your independence from your own government. And there are ways to do it. And we don't have to go to the ends of the earth to do it. We can do it right here, right now, today. Right now, right now, today. Which is a perfect segue into talking about Field of Greens for a minute. Back in the day, people grew up with what they had, and they grew up with fresh vegetables and fruits. They were the core of their diet. But as Americans became busier, we now eat pre-made meals, processed meals, fast food, easy stuff, but not healthy at all. Not healthy at all. Field of Greens is packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. And this is what we need to stay healthy. This is what we need to keep cancer out of our body. Field of Greens works very fast. You'll have more energy, you'll look and feel healthier, and it'll even help you lose weight. Join me and take Field of Greens too. Now, I've started taking this, but I haven't started monitoring this because I haven't had my physical yet. I'm going to do the challenge. I'm getting a physical, and then after 30 days, I'm going to go back and get another physical. And here it is, folks, right here. I got the product. I've been drinking it. It's great. Now, my wife doesn't like it with just regular water. I like it with just regular water, but you get everything you need. Now, check this out, too. Check this out, too. I wrote this down. 13 organic greens and 7 organic fruits are all in each one of these, and they help fight off disease, toxins, inflammation, and antioxidants, and the lymphatic system, it fights off flu and cancer of 600 lymph nodes connected to the system. Now, you want to know something else? My wife's uncle, we found out he didn't have pancreatic cancer. He had lymph node cancer, and it spread through his entire body, and it's all through his liver and his lungs. I, we thought it was pancreatic cancer when we, when we uh, went to visit, but it's actually not. It's lymph, it's lymph node cancer, and it's throughout his whole body. So, folks, this stuff does work, and we're going to prove that it works. So visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code LFA today, okay? Brickhouse, Field of Greens. See, even Iris knows all about it. Even Iris knows all about it. So thank you guys very much for allowing me to have them and others as a sponsor, okay? Moving on. The CDC and the WHO have declared monkeypox, I'm not kidding you, as an international pandemic threat. You know, 
the disease you're only supposed to be able to get through gay sex. Sorry for the kids watching out there. The, the disease you're only supposed to get through gay sex, but that they've already declared it an international pandemic risk and an alert. Why? Oh, the midterms are coming up, folks. But, it, but it, you have to ask yourself, well, if it's an international pandemic, if it's an international pandemic, then why has only like five or six people been infected of it? And how is it going to be a pandemic if it's not contagious unless you're having gay sex? Well, ladies and gentlemen, wait until you see what the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, said this weekend about monkeypox. And it's so gross what she says because the CDC actually knows about pedophilia and they're promoting it. Sick, sick stuff. Check this out. Um, we do have seen now two cases that have occurred in children. Both of those children um, are traced back to uh, individuals who come from the men who have sex with men community, the gay men, uh, men community. How? Um, and so when we have seen those cases in children, they have generally been what I call adjacent to the community most at risk. How? 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 How is that possible? Did you not hear what she said? Listen to what she said one more time. Um, we do have seen now two cases that have occurred in children. Both of those children um, are traced back to uh, individuals who come from the men who have sex with men community, the gay men, uh, men community. Um, and so when we have seen those cases in children, they have generally been what I call adjacent to the community most at risk. Did that mean they had sex with the kids? Does that mean that these gay men having sex with other gay men community? She had more of a hard time trying to stumble over how you say gay men so she didn't experience some cancel culture backlash than she did talking about the darn kid who's been in it raped, apparently. Am I the only one in Normalville here, folks? Am I the only one living in Normalville here? What is going on? How can she get on national TV? And say, well, we've traced his monkeypox from these two confirmed children back to the gay, to have gay sex with gay men community. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. Back up the pedophilia truck for a minute. Beep, 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 beep. Did you just say that these children caught it from gay men having sex, which pretty much means that gay men had sex with these kids? Wow. Absolutely wow. So be on the lookout for a, apparently a, uh, a mass contamination of monkeypox. But, but if we can only get it through gay sex, then how are you supposed to get it? Well, they're going to change the definition, folks. I guarantee you. Look, they didn't just, remember about two and a half, three months ago when the federal government bought like millions of doses of monkeypox vaccine? Remember we reported that? And we asked, well, if they're buying millions of doses of monkeypox vaccine, that must mean they're gearing up for it. And if they're gearing up for it, then that must mean they're going to change the definition of how it can be spread. Pretty soon, you watch. Give, you mark my words. Within the next 30 days, they're going to say that monkeypox is spreading fast and it's not just through gay sex. That's what they're going to say. You watch. And then... And then when the world talks about how it's transmitted through gay sex, they're going to then say that you're a homophobe. It's so easy to watch it all coming. It is. So there's no reason that we should be caught up in this crap. No reason whatsoever. Now, something else that's coming up for the midterms, little shifty Adam Schiff was on ABC's Face the Nation this weekend. And you know what he said, folks? It's going to come out this, this uh, fall, right before the midterms, apparently. 
Oh, damning evidence from the January, January 6th committee that is finally the walls closing in moment for Donald Trump. Everything that we've been waiting for, they always say. Monkeypox and whatever this January 6th thing is up to and the DOJ, it's all going to happen right before the midterms. Check this out. things that the committee has laid out in this congressional forum. Um, We still haven't seen a direct link substantiated between uh, the White House officials and the militias like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers who were part of the violence that day. Are you still trying to substantiate that? Uh, That remains an ongoing part of our investigation. We have certainly shown some links between the president, uh, key advisors uh, like Roger Stone and Mike Flynn, uh, and elements of these white nationalist groups. Uh, But that component of our investigation continues. uh, And as is the case more broadly, witnesses continue to come forward. We'll be presenting new information in the fall. Um, But, uh, you know, as we continue to ask um, about additional evidence, I think we really need to think about what we've demonstrated already. Nothing. Uh, about the president's knowledge uh, that None. the election wasn't stolen. Lies. Uh, and his response and his intent. And, and to me, that is most graphically demonstrated when he told top Justice Department officials basically to say, just say the election was stolen or just say it was corrupt and that uh, he would take care of the rest. Right. Um, those kind of uh, uh, pieces of testimony bear directly on the president's knowledge and intent. Uh, And this gets back to your previous question about the Justice Department. Uh, I hope they're watching. I hope they're watching carefully. uh, And I hope they understand the implications of what we're presenting. Hope they're watching. Hope they're watching carefully. Is that you trying to obstruct justice there, Adam Schiff? Look, I was just going to say a lot of really, 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 really mean things about Adam Schiff just now. But God touched me real quick and said, nope, don't do that. So so what I'm going to say is, let's pray for him. Let's pray for Adam Schiff. Okay, I don't really know another thing to say. Um, We talked about the green. We talked about everybody going green, right, folks? Well, over this weekend, we have proved that the green initiative is catastrophically stupid. It is catastrophically stupid. Why? Check this out. The heat wave that we're experiencing right now is destroying wind turbines, making them so they don't even work. We found out also in the last week that too much heat and too much sun actually has the counter, uh, actually the reverse uh, effect on solar panels that you would expect to have. You'd expect that the solar panels would be raking in all the energy. No, 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 no. When the sun is out this much and when it's this hot, it actually destroys the solar panels. Not only that, folks, electric vehicles are catching fire and spontaneously combusting. And so are the charging stations. So you tell me how we're supposed to do that. How are we supposed to go to this stuff when it's so unreliable and so dangerous for our for our economy and for our for the way we uh, fuel our, our our nation? How are we supposed to do that? Here's a story. An entire electric bus, a transporter bus burst into flames during an East Coast heat wave one day after the Connecticut governor required that all future state vehicles are to run on electric power from now on Saturday morning. During the heat wave that swept the East Coast, a new electrically powered public transportation bus caught fire as it sat in a bus parking lot, according to officials. Check it out. It's spontaneously combusted, folks. Spontaneously combusted. And the Hamden Fire Department was dispatched 
to the Connecticut Transit Bus Depo- uh, Department in order to extinguish the fire that had spread throughout the electric bus. According to the authorities, it is still unclear if the lithium-ion battery was responsible for the fire that broke out on the electric bus. I can guarantee you it was because the same thing happened this weekend to charging stations, Tesla's charging stations. And we heard about the solar panels and the wind turbine. So you mean to tell me that I'm going to be driving around in one of these com- uh, spontaneous combustion, com- uh, whatever that word is, combusted vehicles, these lithium-ion batteries, you expect me to put faith in them? I don't think so. I don't think so. The, inv- the incident is being investigated by a fire marshal. Ooh. And this comes one day after Governor Ned Lamont says, oh, from now on, all transportation vehicles from the state will be electric. I don't think so. Guess who won't be driving? Hey, guess what has two thumbs and won't be driving one of them ever? This guy. This guy right here. Unbelievable. I will be having no part of your electric cars today, sir. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end the show with some good positive stuff today. I don't know if you saw President Trump this weekend. He was at a rally in Arizona, absolutely killed it. Carrie Lake, absolutely killed it. By far, by far the people's choice for governor in Arizona. President Trump said a lot of great things that night. He then went the next night and went to the Turning Point USA action, uh, the Student Action Summit down in Tampa, Florida, and gave another speech and said a bunch of phenomenal things in that speech as well, including saying if he owned a... Uh, we have to abolish uh, all COVID. Me. He said if he we owned have- a, uh, a women's basketball team, he would go recruit LeBron James as much as he can't stand the guy. He'd say, hey, LeBron, you want to put on a wig and come play for us? We'll be champions. He said some really funny things down there at the SAS, um, the SAS event down in Tampa, Florida. But this is what he said here, folks. What he said here was the best thing that he said the entire weekend. What he said here was what he's going to do with the military after he uh, takes back power again. Check this out. To abolish all COVID mandates and lockdowns, rehire every patriot who was shamefully fired from the military with an apology. We have to give them an apology and all of their back pay. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, President Trump saying we're going to hire back everybody. We're going to end these COVID ridiculous mandates in the government. We're going to hire back every patriot who was let go or fired or, or, or released from the military. And we're going to hire them back with, a thank, with, a, with an apology letter, thank them for their service, and give them all their back pay. That is why President Trump dominates. That is why President Trump is going to be this leader of this nation again. And this time is going to be very different from 2016, folks. We're going to take over in a way that you've never seen before. We're going to hire back our military. We're going to say we're sorry, and we're going to give them all their back pay. That, ladies and gentlemen, is my president. That is my president. Folks, make sure that you visit JeremyHarrell.com. Check out the America Strong business page. We have almost 450 businesses in there right now. They are all American businesses working hard, and uh, we need to support them as much as possible. I bought stuff from there. I know you others have bought stuff from there. And while you're on JeremyHarrell.com, please make a donation, become a monthly donor, and check out all of our new summer gear on the store. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We have a whole bunch of more gear coming in as well, and it's all a testament to how hard you guys work. You guys 
are this show, not me. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it. And remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper, okay? I'll see you guys tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep a smile on your face, keep your families close, and keep spreading that gospel. Keep fighting on, patriots. I love you. God bless. Peace. That will-